Hello and welcome back to another episode of Amy Side. I'm Ben. I'm Anzi. How are you, Ben? I'm okay, Anzi. You okay? Knackered, mate. I'm knackered. We are going to, just after this jingle music, we are going to continue on with our part two discussion of relationships. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the last week's one, stop here and go back to the previous episode. But otherwise, continue on. Cue jingle. So we're here with um, the hoes and the hoes, Jason and Henna, and Daniel and Anna. Um, and last week we talked about kind of dating and relationships. Uh, we want to talk about marriage now and relationships. So a nice easy question for you guys to start off with. Uh, do you still fancy your spouse at the same level that you did when you met? No. Woo! Henna! <laughs> more so now right (laughs) that was meant to be like a suspense answer (laughs) why yeah I think I said it in the last episode is that the beauty of being married is that you know as as you you get to know the other person in increase increased intimacy not just emotionally um, and physically but also spiritually um, I think that's just that like growing love for this person who um, is, yeah, if he's got fearing constantly wants you and us as a unit to be better. So yeah, no, because it's as cheesy as it sounds, getting better. So you don't fancy him as much, what? No. no not the same not the same <laughs> not the same okay not the same not the same level because it's now like a higher level she oh, okay she fancies him more oh, okay okay i get you yeah it's it's the weight thing the weight thing Putting there's weight. more to love because <laughs> 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 you fed him there's more mass to love <laughs> The arms have to stretch wider. All the bags inside of him. Uh, Jason? <laughs> the word fancy. Man, that's the word I've not heard in a long time. I'm sure that would be a- what do you say? Ansi wrote these questions, but I, um, I, I don't know what word I think fancy is okay. It's just funny. It's just funny. Yeah. I would love some of the teenagers to like, what is the modern term fancy? (laughs) I don't know, actually. Um, I I would have to echo what Hannah said, except for the weight bit. Um, No, I think it's, yeah. I think as we've developed depth, you grow to know the other person more. Um, I am totally anticipating I don't know about the fancy or the love thing will go up and down in terms of the feelings. And if you're, if you're talking about fancy as in like, Ooh, the, that butterflies, uh, situation. Um, I think we just got married like a year ago. I think it's right that we still have butterflies to an extent. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say that it's still good. still high. 
Oh, I'm gonna no. It's not always high though. Like when it dips, it really minus a hundred. Like you can imagine a graph, and like when it goes down, it really goes down to like pit bottom. But it's it's through the years, not through the days. So on average, through the years. Yeah. So so on average, like it's it's a constant. But like through the struggles as well, like you you learn more about each other and you learn how to communicate better. You hope to. Well, we hope that we do anyway. <laughs> the highs are high and the lows are low. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Daniel, Anna. Anna, you can go first. No, you go first. <laughs> um. Rock paper scissors. Okay. Rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Oh, yeah. uh, I. You win, so you go first. Maybe you you go have first. the privilege of maybe, going maybe first. That's how the game works. Okay. I think the man is supposed to take the initiative here, right? Oh, good point. Oh. This is how you solve arguments in a relationship. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm meant to combat okay, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it was. this has already covered the things that we wanted to say about this. Um, it's changed in the sense that there's more depth to the fancying after marriage um but i don't know i think it's increased well for me anyway he's he's got a straight face i don't know what that means but um (laughs) yeah i think it's increased and but it's not a constant thing like i think jason and henna indicated like for example if you're arguing you're not really gonna be super fancying one another at that point um so it will change i think um, across the different seasons of marriage but on the whole I'd say there's more depth to our attraction if I could say that word what about you? Yeah I'd say um, in, term- <laughs> in terms of the word fancy I would say uh, yeah I would I don't know I would, ha- I would, I would potentially say that in terms of fancy, it's yes, I fancy Anna in the same level. Uh, but I guess the depth of love and the depth of emotion increases. Because I think, yeah, like my brother was um, alluding to, that they're slightly different things where in terms of the butterflies, I think that it's, I still feel butterflies. And we only got married in October, so I think that's a normal, normal thing. Um, but the depth of love, has definitely increased in the in, in the sense of um, as you choose to love each other more and you see more of each other, both the good things and the bad, um, that it, there's just more to more to it than than when you first started dating. Mm. So yeah, cool. Okay, uh, let's move on then. So Daniel and Anna. You said last last week that uh, you spent a large part of your engagement in different continents. Um, do you want to share a bit about your experience of, of doing that? How does a long-distance relationship work? Yeah. Um, I think when I sprung on to Daniel that I was going to be moving to South Korea for a year, he was actually quite gracious about it, right? And actually, he supported that decision from the beginning even in deciding what was that you right you gave 
Oh yeah, I gave him two months' notice. He was wow. just reminding me on via a post-it note. Um, but yeah, um, so we didn't have long actually to prepare, but we did sort of go to um, our friends who were married at that point, who they met. I think the the wife was in the US and the husband was in the UK. Um, before they got married and we sort of like asked them for advice and some of the things which helped us was they told us that it was important to be consistent so like in saying good morning saying good night treating a phone call as if it was a real life date um and I think by practicing those sort of consistencies um we learn how to be faithful to one another. Um, yeah, that was one of the things that, one of the main things that I learned. What about you? Um, for me, I think uh, one of the things which I think helped me a lot and I um, was just going into long distance um, with as little fear as possible in terms of uh, how your relationship will go. Because as you, if, if you do long distance, you're going to experience different things, right? And um, for Anna and I, actually, because we started dating at university, the long distance, how, how I saw it was the long distance was an opportunity for us to uh, grow in our relationship with God a little bit more independently. So that, and for me, the end goal was being so that we would be better as a couple um, afterwards as well, after the long distance. Um, and actually going into long distance with a positive mindset and um, thinking actually how can God grow me and the person I'm dating or the person I'm engaged with um, in this period um, is a really good mindset to have because you have something to, you have something to hope for that actually this this period will be one where you can thrive rather than just you know be sad um, <laughs> there are ups and downs um but i think just also valuing each other's time uh when you give it and uh communicating well in terms of setting expectations as well in terms of like you know how how, many, how often am i going to, are we going to call how often uh, are we going to have a date online uh, those kind of things because uh communication just becomes a million times more important when you're doing things long distance mm. uh, because miscommunications get even bigger if, yes. if you let them happen and communication needs to be precise as well because you only have a certain like 20 minute window sometimes um because of the time difference uh, so yeah we learn how to communicate better i think That's cool. Um, that's really good advice. I think if somebody is going through that, I think you hear about long distance relationships just being like, "Oh, it never works." Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think I think having regular contact and and keeping that in mind is is really helpful. Jason and Hannah, you said that you spent, what, the number of years um, broken up 
in between when you first started dating and then when you got together again and got married. Can you tell us about that or give us some insight or advice maybe? Yeah. So last uh, session I was just talking about that we took a a good five-year break between the initial part of our relationship, which was three and a half, and then one and a half years afterwards. Um, the I was also telling you about the fact that there were, I personally, and it was probably from my side, had a lot of fear, doubts, and this, these whole questions about compatibility, <clears throat> and probably a lot of FOMO, and you know that the thing that a lot of I would say maybe I, it was just me, but maybe other people think as well is is there someone else who potentially is better or the one if you get what I mean and how do I know I've found the one and all these things were playing on my mind and so ultimately we did break up um I think taking breaks and break and get um breaking up if if a relationship you can see that there are warning signs and there are red flags and people are telling you about things and it's not necessarily just having conflicts, but it's just what the conflicts are about. And it's also whether you're also looking to people to, you know, support or whether you have support. All these things should be the things that you, you're you thinking about um, in finalizing or deciding whether a relationship is necessary, something which should be pursued. You know, that can be turned to God and ask him, you know, simply... Or if you're really struggling also with um, relationship with God, it's just then also going to hopefully good counsel in family or church or friends um, who will help to guide you. I think in our situation, that time apart was because there were issues with our relationship. I'm not saying that all relationships get back together, by no means. Um, For us in that five years, I think it was good for both of us. And I'm not saying that good means that you end up back together, but we both found out who we were. uh, Well, at least in that process, found out who we were in Christ and what really, really mattered. For Henna, it allowed her to develop and have um, a time of singlehood in her adulthood, which I think she didn't have before because we both got into a relationship when we were 18. So there was this time for us to explore things as single people, it actually also meant that Jason, uh, talking the third person, um, you know, went and explored other things such as mission trips, which potentially I would not have had the opportunity to, I'm saying potentially, if we were together, had started life in a different direction, but who knows, only God does. But so having that break was good for us. Um, I would not necessarily say that it didn't come up without issues because you can imagine the trust issues that were potentially present and all the things that were there in a relationship beforehand, getting back together five years later, you might think, ooh, it's going to be great. But there were those things which kept on coming up again and again, which were unresolved and potentially even more, which had to be dealt with with God with counsel and as such. But praise God that we had those moments. But I just want to say that to take a break for the sake of taking a break, you're potentially creating more issues in the future.
Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think just to clarify that, like when we broke up, there was no intention of getting back together. That was the only thing. The five years break wasn't a break; it was a genuine breakup. And like I said previously, Jason had no intention of getting back together.、Um, and it just so happened that you know we got back together, and that that was genuinely by God's grace. I don't think personally that taking breaks is healthy for a relationship. Um, we used to do it a lot in our first time, just like going, yeah, fine, let's just take a break then, <laughs> and then that would last for forty eight hours, <laughs> and we get back together. Um, but but yeah, I I I think if like like Daniel said in the last relationship about dating, and if you don't see yourself with the person married in in you know the near future, if you can't see yourself long term with the the other person. Then definitely don't don't continue and push forward. Yeah, I think a mirrored and show mirrored an element of toxicity and red flags in our initial relationship in the first time, which we also didn't go to see anyone for, which we didn't ask anyone for any counsel, and it was just spiraling.、Um, and if you are in that position, then I think seeking help is really important.、Mm. Okay, I guess that leads us on to a, a question then about like how should we, how do you guys deal with disagreements and and fights? As is it has it changed since you've got married? Yeah, we have plenty of experience、uh, even before、um, getting married and、uh, since.、Um, I think it comes down to yes, a lot of people say communication and arguments are so much surrounded around. Bad communication, and the truth is that Hannah and I,、um, I'm going to say, did communicate really badly. Still do. Still, at times we do communicate badly,、um, and in that process of trying to、um, come together to talk things out in a better way, or not necessarily just talking,、um, but communicating, and there's lots of different ways to do that.、Um, the reasons. It can be anything, isn't it? It can be the the tiniest thing of.、Um, I would like to say on who does the cleaning, on who does the cleaning more, and then it just like spirals and it spirals, and often it's because there's a series of、um, you know events which kind of compound together, which never gets sorted out. So that's why I think like talking is so important.、Um, but Henna comes and she's talked previously about、uh, from a family where they just sometimes tell each other stuff which is. Um, uh, which is not, how would you phrase it? Not necessarily. En- it's not encouraging,、um, <laughs> but it's just funny.、Um, but I think that because、uh, you know, I come from a family where we you typically get a lot of praise or nothing. Extremely civil. Yeah, and so when Hannah put, puts that onto me because of just that's how previous function has been. I get like, whoa, where's this coming from? I don't like this at all, and I am pretty principled.、Um, and we both worked or worked at part times with kids, and think that, hey, you know,、um, we should behave or manage each other. It doesn't work,、uh, <laughs> and we end up in some kind of <laughs> heated discussion、um, where we're just trying to prove our point, but be really stubborn and show no love. But try to change the other person in the heat of the moment, and that has never worked. <laughs> When you say discussion, it's more like actual 
fights. No, 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 no. no <laughs> and no. shouting. I think we can say not necessarily physical fights, but shouting. But I'm anticipating, <laughs> I'm anticipating, you know, elements of anger demonstration. Well, Timothy Keller in his book talks about it. Not to which say book? <laughs> bring him down, but actually. Sorry, which book? <laughs> Meaning of marriage. Are you talking uh, about the plates? Not the plates. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is that, yeah, we have had our fair share of disagreements and uh, heated arguments. We are getting better. And that's something that we have noticed. I think one of the things which is super important when we were, I, I come back to this over and over again because it has been really useful, is just counseling uh, and times where we've been able to express how our relationship worked in the company of other relationships uh, with, you know, our pastor in Birmingham. And just that avenue just to realize, hey, we all have those moments and different people react in different ways. And these are, Jason, do you not understand that this is what you're saying, but really this is what Hen is hearing and vice versa. Um, and people to help you talk it out at first. That has really, really helped on a practical uh, basis. I'd say that there's been all these other things like, you know, I was talking about trust issues previously and hopefully getting married, not saying that you should get married to manage trust issues because often, you know, there's such deep ingrained things. But I think to an extent, um, Hena has become more trusting as she's realized that the level of commitment from Jason has been met as well. Um, and in the end, we know that we're living together and by principles, um, you know, for us, uh, calling it quits is not an option. Um, so we're going to have to work it out one way or another. Uh, so, yeah, those are things. Not necessarily just to give, it's just to make it real. It happens. Uh, disagreements. And it's just about, often, you see in the Korean dramas that these, you know, these guys just hug the girl, even though she's like really, really having some kind of tantrum or whatnot. Not to say that this solves everything, but actually what I took from that is sometimes guys, you just have to show that love, which, you know, we're told to show love to our wives. Um not necessarily try to fix them or behavioral manage them is to make them feel really, really loved and secure. And I realize that things like that proceed, uh, not managing, uh, the other person, but actually creating that, that atmosphere, that environment, which actually is beneficial to a relationship. Yeah. The anything that I would add, I, I guess it will highlight from what my brother was saying is, uh, in terms of, uh, when in commun in terms of communication, when you're saying, actually, sometimes what we say and what the other person hear isn't the same thing. And actually, what I've felt like I've experienced is that um, when you think about how you're communicating with someone, you shouldn't be thinking about how you're saying it. You should be thinking about how is this person going to hear what I'm saying? Because you can, you in your own mind, you might have given the most eloquent explanation of why you did what you did. If that person isn't receiving and able to hear you, then it's your problem for not communicating that well. And whether that actually means that good communication takes takes you to um, give them a hug or to, you know, show them love first, 
before you're able to explain or to change the way you explain it. Uh, I, I feel like I fell into the trap of thinking that, you know, my explanation was on point. There is nothing more to have said <laughs> which could have explained it better. And thinking that, you know, actually it's her fault for not for not understanding when actually a lot of the time it just takes us to reflect on ourselves and to um yeah just really um reflect on how you're saying something and how the other person's receiving it yeah and another thing I would add on to that is that I don't know if like Hen and Jason think this as well um but for us like a lot of the time what we're arguing about isn't what we're really arguing about and it's about something else or um, one of us is upset about something else and something else has happened and we found it useful or I find it useful actually in those moments to um, pray for discernment and to ask God for discernment like what's going on um, to try and find out like the root of why I'm upset sometimes or why you're upset or Daniel's upset and yeah that's something that I just wanted to add because it's not always as simple as um like it's not always clear basically um at face value what you're actually fighting about and so that's something that may help yeah I would agree with all of that after nine years of marriage I I think it's all it's all the same it's it's all like you're arguing about something that you're not really saying and you're both saying something or and hearing different things you're, you're saying one thing but the other person's hearing something else so yeah fully agree can I add to you um, just to some semi-summarize I think one thing that has really thought taught me before I got married was someone's well Bert essentially saying to me like you, you guys need to learn how to fight well it's okay to fight um but to fight well. And I think I struggled with what it means to fight well for ages and ages. Um, but like not saying I'm an expert now, but I think I'm still learning the meaning of fighting well because actually through fights and through this agreement and, you know, semi literal iron sharpening iron is, is that learning of actually what is really, like what Anna said, what really is the underlying issue. Um, and it, it sometimes brings that out um, through a fight or something that was misunderstood it brings out insecurities or potentially um, things that you know a person's struggling with for a long time um, and it also helps the other person to understand where you're coming from in terms of your emotions and feelings and with that comes the second thing which I've always been told by by Isabella which is to to always you know seek forgiveness and also forgive and to find the root of of why emotions are so stirred up and to actually bring it to God and to seek, in her words, sozo for it. <laughs> um, which I think is actually really important, especially before having kids. Because, yeah, when when your husband is now also a dad, um, and if that insecurity is to do with, you know, just insecurity in how he loves you or what, whatever it is, it, it's going to be even more magnified with, with a child on board, I think. I don't know if that's true, Ben. But that's my theory. <laughs> Everything is magnified when you have children. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a different episode on that.
So thank you for sharing that, how to fight well. (laughs) Do you think, so bringing it back to like relationships and it being a godly relationship, do you feel like being in a relationship slash marriage helps you to grow more in Christ and why? That's such a Christian question, hey? How does it help you grow more in Christ? I'm going to ask the ladies first. Anna. I think it does just because actually a good friend of mine said something which really rings true now that we've been married and she said to me um that getting married is one of the best ways to be sanctified or it's the most one of the most sanctifying things you can go through in life and I think the reason that is is because when you're married and you're so intimate with or close to another person is that they're almost like a walking mirror of all your imperfections and you can't really hide from um the sin that is so evident or the things that you struggle with on a day-to-day basis and because Daniel is also a Christian and he's also seeking God he calls me out on that and he's able to support me um in actually facing my sins or my insecurities or my imperfections and um hopefully doing that with grace and patience I think that has helped both of us um in the process of being sanctified and so I think that's one way that it's helped us grow more in Christ I think uh I've heard it from a a different podcast before um that marriage is God's greatest conspiracy to make two people more Christ-like in terms of you don't realize what you're getting yourself into. But as Anna said, you you grind on each other so bad that uh, you become good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't really mean it like that, but you know what I mean. Nice. Hannah, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I always say that to my friends who are in relationship and are struggling with differences between two people. I always say that same quote, that is God's great conspiracy to make you more Christ-like. And it's painful, the pain, the process of being burned. Like, I, I've heard this in the sermon, I think, I'm sure many have. Like, you know, the, the process of creating diamond is to to really go through, a, like, to, to, to get diamond out of, like, this rock is like through a burning process in extreme high heat. And that process is not easy and it burns, like it hurts. Um, and, and that's kind of what marriage is like. It, it, yeah, it's not, but, but the, the, yeah, the final product of it is, 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 is a sanct- like Anna said, sanctification, beautification in, in Christ. Can I add something onto that? Because the other, the other week someone asked me, Hey Jace, I hear so much bad stuff about marriage. I don't know if I want to get married anymore. Um, <laughs> and he was like, "Give me some good news. Give me some good news." And there is so much good news um, about being in a marriage. Is the short of it as well. You see the love, the uh, unconditional love, because it has to be unconditional. And the way that someone will, um, I hope. In, in continually in the future 
really, really just show that love. And I have to say that that only makes me see the more, so much more of actually Christ's unconditional love to, to me. Um, and that's one way that I, I would say, man, I see this reflection of this union of this knowing, you know, the spiritual, emotional, physical, getting to know each other more. And I have to say, when I first got married, it was within a was within two or three days. I was like, man, like this is the person on this earth who I will know the most in this side of eternity. But God, I am supposed to know you and have these, you know, these feelings, these principles, these this knowing you, God, even more so than I know now know of my wife. And I was like, God, I'm so sorry. And yet I want to know you so much more, God. And that was legitimately like after after two or three days of just hanging out with Hannah in my house, it's just like, God, I just, I need to know you more. I need to know you in the same way. I need to know you so intimately um, where I haven't before. So that's the reflection of the marriage just really changing in my heart of man, I really need to know what it means for the church to realize what they are to the, of the bride of Christ and also me a personal to be so loved by Christ. And that's why the relationship with Christ is so important. And I would not know that so much if Hannah wasn't portraying that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Model think... bride. <laughs> no, you can, you can cut that bit out. You can cut that bit out. Not really like. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting. I'm kidding. <laughs> Moon period. <laughs> now I, I agree. I agree. Everything's been said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. It just adds so much. Uh, I guess more depth. Your understanding of like Christ and His Church, right? Um, that's something that we're both experiencing. And yeah, Jason, you've just said it all. So. Yeah, it's just like even. Like. Even in like the small things, like when Anna comes and asks, have you read your Bible recently? <laughs> and even just those small reminders, it's just like, it, it helps you out. <laughs> and um, for somebody like Anna, when you're married, the person lives with you. They know if that you've been reading your Bible or not. But it's just said in such a kind way, which also, you know, makes you feel like, yeah, I can, yeah, just grows you and encourages you to do more than you can um than you think that you can yeah and there's absolutely no pretending in a one bedroom flat yeah it's like you can't even pretend to have done something i think so it's like it's good for us to keep each other accountable in how we spend our days and our time thank you Thank you for sharing that. That's very, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I guess some people do paint a very negative image of marriage, but I'm sure, I'm. yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of good stuff behind it too. How does being in a relationship help or deter your service to God and to others? Does it? Ooh, that's a good one. Because... For those of us have, who have read 1 Corinthians 7, okay, it talks about um, 
how, okay, let me just read it out to you. I would like you to be free from concern. This is Paul writing um, to non um, to the non-married and the married. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord, but a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. So how does being in a relationship slash marriage deter slash help you and your service to God? Does it? So um, does a relationship deter you or help you in your service to God? Um, It does both. Um, It is so true what 1 Corinthians says. I am especially feeling that. Or maybe it's just the fact that over COVID, we've all had to change the way of our service to people. Um, and that is part of it. I, you know, I did say to Yang, uh, hey, I feel like I've not done anything this year. Um, and he was like, hey, it's all right. It's biblical. You should uh, read Deuteronomy 24. So uh, I hang firm to that one year. He used to stay at home and be happy with his wife. But so I think bring he happiness. bring happiness. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Happy. <laughs> Those are two different things. <laughs> but I was encouraged by my brother. Don't know if that's contextual. Um, but <laughs> do you deter me? There is a tension. There is a tension. I'd say between um, which is now developed, which I knew I didn't necessarily have before when I wasn't in a relationship when you're in a relationship your time is your own um your time is your own to dictate on where you place it and whether you put that into the service of God even as a Christian it's your choice um but you don't have that other person to have to consider care for um think about whether they're on nights or days and whether the food planning for them and for yourself all these things develop more in your marriage and it is thought time it is action time so as you can imagine the practicalities of it is that your your thoughts your heart are divided um at the same time there is elements of where and that is that is i think what uh paul is talking about isn't it in one corinthians um and i get it whenever he's saying hey if you're not you're not necessarily married. Um, you know, you want to get married. And that's part of, as you're talking about in the singleness thing, the difference between pre and post the fall and uh, something to consider. But I do know how Hannah does encourage me in my service, how sometimes I can be someone who won't necessarily have the, uh, I'd say, levels of faith to speak up or have that, um, uh, you know, I could place it down to personality, but um, of not to speak up, of not to do things. Hannah's definitely more of an action doer. Jason's definitely more of a, a thinker. And she's always telling Jason, hey, you can't sit on the fence and think forever, um, which I think is a good thing. Um, it allows us to balance things out, allows us to uh, to to serve people, serve God better. I'm interested to hear from Ben, because I think it's different with Pete's 
they were newly married without kids. So in terms of service to God, it's it's still undeterred. But I think there there is also a place in being a father and a husband and also service to God. Yeah, it's it's um it's definitely a challenge. Like you guys said, it's there's there's good and bad with it, I think. I was thinking um what it would be like if I was single uh and and not a parent and I think I would just be like yeah your time is your own but that also means you're free to make like stupid decisions with your time I feel like I would just um just not be focused like I would just let myself get distracted all the time. Thanks, Ben. Um, I second that. I'm talking about my own life. I'm not talking about <laughs> a single person. But that's the point, right? And this is, and we talked about this. Uh, I don't know a few episodes ago. Um, like Paul's saying, if you can stand to be not stand, no. If he's saying, if you can manage to overcome those those kind of things, then it's better for you because you can be 100 percent focused on the gospel. But if you can't, then like getting married is like fine i guess if you really can't help yourself like and it's not just about physical urges i think but it's about um like just having the need for um somebody else to keep you in check i think um and then with kids it's uh yeah it's it's just different because like even even today like i'm trying to get some work done and then like the kids will come in and just want to spend time with you and it's really hard then because you're like well I'm trying to do work and that work is for church but also like I I don't want to ignore my children or like send them away um so yeah it's, it's a challenge all the time um but I also think that that bringing up children is um is biblical right like we're meant to teach our families about about the gospel about the law um so there's a responsibility that that goes along with it um and that that's it's a privilege to to have but it's also quite scary because like everything in parenting nobody knows what they're doing so mm-hmm. you're just constantly like oh what am i messing up my am i not like telling them about jesus enough am i not teaching them enough about what it means to be a christian um so it's all really hard but it's um yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's always an ongoing process, I think. Daniel, Anna, what are your thoughts? I think just like taking well, a positive, um, on the positive side, um, with like core, for example, because I think as soon as we, or even before we got married, we decided, oh, we'll serve the students in core. And then so that provided sort of a focus for us in terms of service. Um one of the good things is that when you're planning for a course session, it sort of uh, halves the workload or the thought process just because we can plan together for it. We can discuss it before we then bring it to the students and and we'll have, um, I think because Daniel and I think in very different ways as well. So I think it helps us come up with a range of questions which might catch the interests or the experiences of the students so it's helpful in that sense 
Uh, anything else to add? No, I th I think um, I agree with what everyone said in terms mm. of the the tension between um, service to God and then also um, thinking about wife, your wife or family. Um, I think it really, really. Like, I guess this this comes back to I'm just really, really thankful that um, I'm married to someone who loves God so much as well because. It means that you can pursue uh, his purposes together, and there's not that um, I can. I, you can actually manage to hold these two things in tension, um, because if not, it would be to me, it would be infinitely much more harder. Yeah, yeah. It helps that we want the same things. So it's like, for example, if one of us wants to do something for the students, the other one won't really be against it. We're both kind of excited because um, I think our heart hearts are in the same place right now in terms of ministry so I think that helps um I think at times when I think we were dating and our hearts were like in different places um just like geographically because we were serving different ways I think that's even harder isn't it because mm. you don't understand why that person is spending their time in that way um but if you're serving in the same ministry and you're together I think that helps yeah so Jason decided to take the year out of not doing anything in the first year of our relationship. And I think I really struggled with it. I was like, we're not doing, like, we're not doing anything. Um, we're not serving anybody. Or, or like, there are days when I have to, like, record for worship. And I'm like, oh, Jesus is not supportive. I'm just going to do it myself. I don't care about him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think in that sense, sometimes it feels very discouraging when you're like it's all in my head obviously it's not that Jason's not supportive but I think it can be very discouraging when um the other person despite being a Christian serving the same church is not potentially in the same ministry as you um but I think with with being like there were actually a lot of arguments about yeah about this actually but I think in the process of it I, I I still I guess we're still praying about where we where we can be um where God wants us to serve but I I think in the process of it like God's really taught us how to worship as a couple like just just to be us and God I guess that kind of that kind of semi answers the question of how do you got in the center it wasn't intentional but um rather than seeking to do things for god um we've learned and it's still in the process of learning how to be a married couple with god um and to worship him as husband and wife and to be a church um without without you know with, without serving others without having to do stuff, just, just being in his presence. I think that's, that's what we've learned. Um, One year out, it's a good thing that your wife wants you to go get out and serve, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I think fundamentally, 1 Corinthians 7, Paul is talking about like, both are good. You know, if you are married, that's, that's great. If you are single, that's great too. But um, I think both are gifts. 
it's a good thing. Yeah, I think that's that's a good concluding point to have. <laughs> okay. Is there anything you guys wanted to discuss before we close this episode? Anything else you want to say? Well, I just wanted to shout out my mum. No, uh, yeah, you can do that. You can totally do that. I shout out my mum like every other week. She's their de- auntie. Auntie is gonna, definitely going to be listening to this. I'm sure. Yeah. Her, her kids and oh, her. Daniel got there first. <laughs> <laughs> He's a better son. I was the only one who quoted my parents, though. None of you did. Oh, yeah, no, mom and dad should be no, proud no. of me. <laughs> oh, you siblings, you. Well, thank you so much for joining us on, on this show. Um, yeah, it's been really insightful hearing your stories. Yeah, it's been really good to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We look forward to hearing from you guys again. Okay, bye guys. <laughs>